Hello and welcome to the Simple Classroom Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Sutherland, and I firmly believe that teaching doesn't have to be complicated. So this podcast exists to provide tips, ideas, and hacks to simplify your most complicated teacher problems. And today, we are talking about new teachers. Now that might mean a brand new teacher to the profession, or maybe just a brand new teacher to your school or your district who seems especially lost. The new teacher thing can take a lot of different forms. You can have somebody who is fresh out of college, brand new, has literally never done this before. You can have someone who was a teacher once upon a time, but then they left for a long time to stay home with children, and they're back after a seven, eight year gap, and they feel like they're starting over. Or you can have somebody who's moved across the country and where they taught before looked very different from where they're teaching now. However it goes, having new teachers on your team is something that requires some intention and thoughtfulness on our part as the veterans or the people who have been in this building for a while. But I am here to acknowledge that it can feel overwhelming. When you already have a lot on your plate and you feel stretched very thin, and then you have a colleague who needs extra support from you and everyone else on your team, it can kind of feel like, well, there's not a whole lot more of me to give. I'm giving so much of myself to this job already. So today I have five tips for ways that you can help new teachers in your building feel supported and heard and acknowledged and important without overextending yourself too much, right? Um, And if you are a brand new teacher yourself and you're listening to this and you're going, well, okay, I'm one of those people. How can I feel like I fit in a little bit more? Stay tuned because next week's episode will be just for you. But today I want to talk to the people who are on the team already or are veterans to the profession and they have a new person on their team. So let's get started. All right, so tip number one, if you have someone on your team who is new to this gig, whatever that looks like for them, my very first tip would be to avoid the vague and unhelpful question, do you need help with anything? Or how can I help you? Or tell me what I can help you with today, I've got some extra time. As honorable as it is to say, okay, I've got 20 extra minutes of my prep time today, I'm gonna go across the hall to the new girl and I'm gonna ask her what she needs help with, that's super thoughtful, right? You're taking spare pockets of your time and you're giving them to someone else or you set up time that you said, I'm gonna stay after school and ask her what she needs help with, wonderful. But there is no more overwhelming question for a brand new person than what do you need help with? Because the simplest answer to that question for a new teacher is, um, everything. (laughs) But also, new teachers often don't know what they don't know yet. It's hard for them to tell you, well, this is what I need help with because they don't know what tomorrow is even going to look like. They are living day to day. And every day brings a barrage of new information that they have to sift through and they have to use their free time to understand and decompress and compartmentalize. And when they get bombarded by somebody being like, how can I help you? It feels like one more thing that they have to sit there and think about. It's very difficult 
for new teachers to on the fly say, well, I need help with this X, Y, and Z, because there are often so many things. They can't pluck one thing from the swirling tornado of thoughts in their head. So my suggestion for this would be if you are going to approach a new teacher and you're going to offer up help, be specific with your language and your questions. Say things like, what questions do you have for me about the report cards coming due? What specific questions do you have that I can answer right now? I've got 20 minutes. I can give you a quick coaching session on it. Um, Or is there anything that I can help you prep or copy? Do you have anything that you need made ready for next week that I can go run and do for you right now? Or... Do you, how's your classroom management going? Do you have any questions about any student behavior problems? Just pluck one thing to pull out of the swirling tornado of thoughts in their head and give them one thing to focus on for that conversation. And I promise, even though it's just one thing, they will feel helped. They will feel helped a lot more than you coming in and going, hey, I'm going to swing by at the end of the day and I'm going to help you with whatever you need. So you just think about it and let me know. Because what you did was you just gave them one more thing to add to their to-do list. And actually, when I was a first-year teacher, our art teacher did this a lot, which I so appreciated and admired that she was willing to give up her personal time. She was a mom. She was a wife. But she would pick one day a week to just circulate to all of the new teachers in the building and just pop into our rooms at the end of the day and go, okay, I'm yours for the next 30 minutes. What can I do to help you? And (laughs) truly, it was so overwhelming. Like I had no idea what to say to her because I had just gotten the last kid on the last bus and I'm walking into my room literally going, what should I do? Like I could not wrap my head around my own to-do list, let alone turn tasks over to someone else and explain to them how to do something else. I truly couldn't. So instead of the vague, although well-meaning, how can I help you questions, pick one thing that you know is coming up that new teachers often struggle with, grades, report cards, parent conferences, behavior problems, things like that, and just ask them like, hey, do you need any help with this one thing? And if they say no, pick something else. But if they feel, if if they can just focus on one thing at a time, they truly will appreciate that. It will eliminate some of the mental load and burden of having to think on your behalf about what they need help with. Because truly, the answer is everything. So I think we're all pretty safe in just picking one thing. Tip number two, be transparent with what you're doing as you're doing it, but ask them to meet you halfway with the workload. So I'm going to explain this a little bit further. Rather than feeling like telling the new teachers on your team things like what they're supposed to be doing or how they're supposed to be doing things is one more thing on your to-do list, just bring them along for the ride. Make it make it like a new teacher or a teacher mentor intern experience where you just have them sit with you while you are doing things that you're already going to be doing anyways. Invite them in. Say, hey, I'm going to be working on my parent conference emails. Do you want to sit with me while I'm doing that so you can see how it's done? But this is the thing that will really help a new teacher in the long run is do not do everything for them. I do not recommend going, hey, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to plan my small groups for next week. Do you want to sit in with me while I'm doing it and watch the whole process beginning to end? That's great. I would highly recommend you do that. But I don't recommend at that point going, "Okay, here are the plans. You know, ask them to work alongside you so that they can ask you questions as they are writing their own plans, kind of model what you're doing, but then ask them to do it themselves. Or once you get into a rhythm, go, okay, we did the math slides together last week. This week, I'm going to do the first three lessons. If you could do the last two and just give them baby step them into doing things on their own. 
Um, I think something that I hear a lot from veteran teachers in my building and around other places is this frustration that new teachers are not willing to just jump right in and do the work that they feel so nervous and so overwhelmed with what's going on that they would rather just sit back and not do anything at all. And I have had people like that on my team and I've had student teachers like that. And the best thing to do in that situation is treat them like they are one of your students and you have to scaffold them into it. Use the zone of proximal development. Give them, let them watch you do it a couple of times. Give them a little bit to do and then give them a little bit more to do. Ultimately, when you're having them just watch you, that's stuff that you are gonna be doing anyways. You're just talking about it a little bit more. It's not taking extra time out of your life. But ultimately, if you can get them really comfortable with the process of doing something that you were gonna do anyways, you can start sharing that burden. But what I've noticed often doesn't work is an entire team of six, seven teachers sits down, they're doing planning, and they start divvying tasks up, and they just dump one on the new person's plate. And they're like, all right, you're in charge of science. You're good with that, right? And then they all go. And then the new teacher is not good with science. They have a lot of questions. And then everybody in the team starts to feel resentful of that new teacher because they're going, well, I'm already doing this subject, and now they need help with their subject, and now I have to do double. It's not a good route. It's far better to let them watch and then start stair-stepping them into responsibility because everyone will be happier in the long run. They will feel more confident. They will feel more comfortable that they're doing things the way the team wants them done, and they're not going to come in and mess anything up. But also, you ultimately get to take more things off of your plate because you've built this rapport with this person who is your peer, who is your equal, but needs some extra support. So bring them along for the ride as you are doing things that you're going to be doing anyways, but then also eventually ask them to meet you halfway with the workload. Don't make it a habit of doing things for someone and just turning it over because then next year they won't know how to do it themselves. And then you will be doing the same thing all over again. Tip number three is to start every conversation with a lot of empathy. Remember that you once were a first year teacher and depending on how long ago that was, the game has changed a lot. So when you were a first-year teacher and you were trying to learn all the things that you were trying to learn, it may have been drastically different than the landscape that new teachers are trying to learn today. And you have adjusted to all of those changes and you can do all of those things, but they were added onto your plate incrementally. It wasn't all at once. I mean, there's no coincidence that there is a teacher shortage countrywide right now. It's no accident. It's no accident that teachers are coming into this and going, All of that with no support for that much money, no thank you. So if someone's telling you that they're overwhelmed and they have no idea what they're doing, certainly believe them, right? (laughs) Because they probably don't because we are all feeling stretched very thin. And those of us who have the experience under our belt to handle it are like, we should understand more than anybody that people who are coming into this for the first time are having a lot of new stuff dumped on their plate at the same time that truly as first year teachers we didn't really have so be empathetic lead every conversation with this idea of this is really hard what they are doing is really really hard it's not impossible but it's really hard so i should be patient tip number four is to get to know who they are as a person and ask personal questions about their life i think something that can make teaching feel really isolating is we're all in our rooms with these kids And we come together and we slowly but surely get to know each other, especially if we're new to each other on a team. So if they mention something about their boyfriend or their fiance or their son or daughter or, you know, whatever the case may be, get to know them. 
ask about it later. Go, hey, how is house hunting going? How's that going for you? And just keep up with little details of their personal lives because nothing makes a teacher want to stay in it more than feeling like somebody in the building cares about them. If you feel like this job's really hard and if I left tomorrow, no one would miss me, like I'm super replaceable, no one even knows anything about me, you have no reason to do it again. You have no reason to stick it out for a second year. But if somebody in the building knows a little bit about you and keeps up with you and cares about you as a person, you're a little bit more inclined to stay put, to feel like, okay, this was hard, but I'm willing to see if it's just as hard next year or if it feels easier a second time because I really like the people I work with. So get to know them, ask personal questions. And the fifth and final tip is give them opportunities to share what they know and take the lead. So something that we can all be too quick to forget, including the new teachers themselves, is they didn't get this job for no reason. They had to interview for this job. They had to fight for this job. And they were granted this job because of something about them as a professional. They went through student teaching. They received a degree. They've had to do this a little bit. And they have already demonstrated that they know some things. So When they come into a new situation and everything feels new, it's very easy for a new teacher to feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. But they do. They do. They didn't get the job for no reason. It was not a handout. Nothing in teaching is handouts. So we know that they're not just handing out positions. They're making us do entirely too much work to get these jobs and entirely too much work to keep them. We already know that. So if they're here, they have already proven their worth a little bit. So ask them during planning, like, did, they, did you do anything in college that you feel would help us with this? Or how was this taught to you because you were just in school? So is there anything you learned about the science of reading that you want to share with us because we're all still trying to get our, like, wrap our heads around it? Or how did your mentor teacher in college organize small group stuff? Like, did you see how they did it? And just give them the chance to share and kind of take that leadership role for small snippets at a time because building that confidence will lead them to believe, oh, I have something of value to contribute to this team. They want to hear from me. So therefore, I should keep trying, right? I should keep showing up and doing my best. I think when veteran teachers get frustrated with new teachers and when they feel like they don't work as hard as me, they're not trying as hard as me, they're checking out mentally, they're giving up. And I think a lot of that can often be a team culture problem. How often are you asking the new teacher to share what they know? Because there's information and there's value on both sides of the coin. The veteran teacher has a lot to teach the new teacher. But the new teacher has all of the freshest research right there in their heads. They haven't had the chance to apply it all yet, but they have a lot of thoughts and knowledge and expertise that they've gained in the past four years. So give yourself opportunities to learn from them, let them share, and what you will get in return is a more active team participant. All right, guys, so those are my five tips for how to help and support new teachers in your building without feeling like you have to go out of your way and add a bunch more to your plate and feel extra burnt out, right? We want to be able to balance what's reasonable and log- like logistically sound within our school day with also making sure that the new people around us feel supported and cared about and like it's worth it to keep showing up. So I hope these tips help give you some ideas of how to balance the two. And next week, I will be back ready to talk to new teachers about tips for feeling more confident and successful and comfortable in your role. All right. Have a great week teaching, everybody. And I will talk to you next time. Mm